Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today we're going to be talking about those voices in the back of your head. And you're thinking right now, Kelly, have you gone crazy? Did you spend all weekend watching psychological thriller movies? No. And if we're honest, we all know that we have those little voices in the back of our head. And they come up anytime something is not going great, or perhaps sometimes when something's going amazing and you have that little voice on one shoulder that says, you've got this, you can do it, you're going to be amazing. And then there's the other voice on the other shoulder that says, you're lousy, you're horrible, there's no way you can do this, what are you thinking? I wanted to talk today a little bit about how those voices really shape and change and affect directly what we're doing in our career, how successful we're being, and probably on a much larger scale throughout your life, right? Are there ways that we are sabotaging ourselves by listening to some of the things that are going on in our head? And how can we take control of it to use them to our advantage and to kind of squelch them when we need to? So the first thing I want to talk about is listening to those negative voices. We all have them right? That self-doubt, that imposter syndrome, that stress, that, that Eeyore mentality where we just don't think that we can do something, okay? Maybe for some of us it happens multiple times a day. Maybe for some of us it happens once or twice a year. However you fall into that listing there and how often it happens for you is really being aware of it and making sure that you're paying attention to the fact that these things are popping up for you. When we listen to those negative voices, it really affects how we go about doing things, okay? When you're in that negative headspace where you think, there's no way I can do this. I'm going to try it because I got to do it, but I'm not going to succeed at it or I'm not going to be good at it or it's just not going to work out for me or I don't know if I can get this job, they're never going to call me back, I'm never going to find the right fit, I'm not getting promoted, I'm a lousy boss, whatever it is that's playing internally for you, when you walk into your day with all of that negativity in your head, how do you think you show up? Do you show up open to new ideas? Do you show up ready for input and thinking outside the box and ready to slay your day? You don't. You show up to either just exist or you demonstrate all of that negative energy with your actions. Now, you may think that you have a really good poker face. There are times when I think I've got a really good poker face. And there are other times where I know it's coming right through, that I am not fooling anyone. And I may be trying really hard, but I'm not fooling anyone. And I've worked with so many people over the years and the more you get to know them and the more you work with them, you know when they're not having a good day. You know when they're not feeling confident in what it is that they're doing. And that affects everybody around you because feelings are contagious, both positive and negative. Morale is contagious. One of my last jobs, the morale in the in the office was terrible. And it just got worse and worse and worse because more and more people became 
infected by the negative morale. It's funny because I always think of that that Ghostbusters. Remember the second Ghostbusters movie where they had the green slime running under the city and people just started getting grouchy and crumpy and, and mean to one another and they were all acting on all that negativity because of the, the negative slime under the city. It's such a true metaphor for what really goes on, I think, with people because you just feed off of one another and you just become really down. Have you ever had one of those colleagues or one of those friends that every time you spend time with them afterwards, you feel like you need to watch a Disney movie because they just bring you down, okay? So that's a, I've belabored the point at this point, but you get my my drift here that the more we live in that negative space in our head, the more it affects us and not in a good way. And what I'm proposing here is not that you can always turn that off. Not that you can always be the upbeat person in the room to be like, hey, let's think of this as a glass half full. Everything's going to be rosy because there are some really, truly crappy times in our lives, crappy times in our career where we just need to wallow in that. But at the same time, if we can try to listen to the voice on the other shoulder that's saying there is a light at the end of the tunnel, there is a chance that you might be good at this. What if you tried this? What if you thought about it this way? And, you know, I've used this back and forth again. What if you were the Tigger in the room instead of the Eeyore, where you were just kind of bouncing ideas to see what's going to happen? And maybe if you had a positive attitude, it would change things. Now, being aware when this is happening is key and paying attention to how often it is happening to you is critical, right? Because you may be doing this a hundred times a day and not even realizing it. I know that I can do it a hundred times a day and sometimes I realize it and I'm aware of it and I ignore it and I know that eh, I'm going there in my negative space and I'm thinking that this isn't going to work but I'm going to outsmart it and I'm going to try it but really deep down I'm feeling like it's not going to work out and sometimes it can still work out right but if I focus on being positive instantly something changes Okay, and this is what I'm talking about being open to ideas, because when we are swallowed up by all of those negative feelings in our head, we don't really see possibility. We don't see potential. We don't see what could be. We just see what isn't going to be or what's going to be a struggle or what's going to be difficult or what's not going to work. Okay, if we're in a place where we're thinking positively and we're excited, we're not shut down to ideas. We're not shut down to the possibility of what could be. So let's take job searching, for example, right? I work with a lot of folks that are looking for jobs. It is an awful, awful process. It just is. From start to finish, it's awful. It is a roller coaster. We've talked about this on multiple episodes. You put yourself out there over and over and Most likely, you've been shot down several times before you find that right fit, before you get to that point in the interview process where you're starting to get excited again, right? You can go at that process very, very easily in a total negative headspace where you are constantly thinking, no one's going to hire me. This is not going to happen for me. The last three didn't want me. The next one's not going to want me. I don't know if I have the skills. Maybe I'm just not cut out for this kind of work, maybe I don't have the education, maybe I don't have the work experience, whatever it is, right? And you are going into the job search thinking about all of the reasons why no one would hire you. 
I'm sorry, why would they hire you? And that sounds mean, but why would they? If you don't think you can do the job, truly think you can do the job, then why would they hire you? Because that energy translates to whatever it is that you're doing, okay? When you're writing out your resume and you're describing your skills, are they going to sound full of potential and opportunity and possibility and amazing skills and and experience? Are they going to sound, well, I don't know why you would hire me, but I've done this and this and I was pretty good at that and I could probably figure it out when I get there. No, that's not what you want to be putting in your resume. That's not the way you want to sound in an interview. You want to sound like, that's right, I came to play, I'm going to be amazing and you would be a moron for not hiring me. Obviously not in those words, but if you come and you act like you believe in you, then they would be a foolish not to believe in you, okay? And if the world looks a little bit more bright, then we, we receive information so much better because we're more in a sponge-like situation, right? Where we're constantly observing and listening and hearing and receiving any kind of feedback we can. And maybe that interview for that job that you were all excited about and knew that you could do was not the right fit. And maybe for whatever reason, they didn't pick you. But if you are in an interview and going through that process, open to the possibility and knowing that you are great for it and being positive and upbeat, you are able to sit back after the interview or sit back after the the phone call or whatever it is that you got and think about the conversation that you had. Think about the information that you transmitted to them. Think about all of the different things where you could learn for the next one, okay? Because you are in a place where you recognize that, you know what? I thought that was a good fit. I thought I would have been good for them. They didn't see it. I don't know why. Let's adjust. We go back, we work the problem, we adjust our approach, and we do better the next time. As long as you can stay in that constant open mind, growth, positive space, the better because you will be constantly honing and scaling your approach to the best it can possibly be, okay? And you're receiving all of that information, you're adapting your approach, you're paying attention to the, to the hints and tips that people are giving you. If you go into the interview and you are shut down because you're assuming it's going to be another no, or you're sending out your resume and you're just assuming it's going to be another no, then you are not open to hearing any of the feedback. You're not open to incorporating any of that because you've already decided before you even get there that it's not going to happen. So why listen to the feedback? Why incorporate any of that? It all just becomes an exercise that you're not even excited about. Now, I understand that job searching is not something to be excited about, but there are a lot of things through the process that we can take to make us better applicants in the future, better employees in the future, better interviewers in the in the future, right? Maybe you're going to get a job where you're going to be on the other side of that table at some point, and you have so much information to draw from based on your experience on the interviewee side of the table. You could become a really amazing interviewer because you have that perspective, and you can put it into how you approach the interviewer point of view. Now, I use the interviewing and job search example because it's obviously something that's very present. There's tons of people out there looking for jobs and it is soul sucking, right? So it's very easy to get in that negative 
pace. And I understand that. And it's very difficult to really push yourself to move into that positive space. But again, if you can look at it as much as possible as trying to glean all of the positives of the process that you can and how you can leverage those in the future to make you more successful in your career. Maybe we're talking about salary negotiation, right? I've talked about this before. I took a job years ago where they totally steamrolled me with the salary. I got screwed, absolutely screwed because I didn't think that they would think that I was worth more money. And it took me three years to to try and get myself competitive with my peers and a whole lot of headache, a whole lot of fighting, a whole lot of research to demonstrate that I knew that they had screwed me. And even still, the advice was maybe you should leave and then reapply for your position and negotiate better, right? That was on me because I didn't have the confidence in me that they would see the value, okay? If I had gone at it thinking that I was worth more, that I was qualified for more, that they should see my value, things may have gone very differently. It doesn't guarantee that I would have gotten a huge salary, but it does guarantee that perhaps they would have had a little bit more respect for me going in because if I didn't have respect for me, why should they? And if you go into these things, Again, thinking negative, well, I don't know if they're going to think that I'm worth that much. I should just go for the safe salary because I have to get a job and I, you know, maybe I don't have this qualification or that qualification. No. And I'm not saying you go in there swinging for the moon necessarily. A lot of this depends on the job, the industry, and all of your research that you should be doing. I'm talking about your mental state when you go in there because Salary negotiation is a game of chicken a lot of times. And you are there and they can smell the blood in the water. If you are having self-doubt and you are not sure of what it is that you want, they are not going to hook you up. Unless you absolutely mean the world to them and they must have your skill set and they must have you right away. And even then, if you show that you'll come in for less money, they're going to do it. Because... Companies are in the business of being in business. They don't want to spend more money than they have to. And if you're going to go in there, all negative Nancy, negative Nathan, feeling like you're not worthy, then they're going to say, well, we're going to get this person for a bargain. Sweet. Okay. Look at it from the perspective of you're in your job. Maybe you're new at your job. You have recently graduated from university. You're kind of lower on the totem pole. You're working your way up and you just feel like you're not up to the challenge. Maybe you're not feeling like you're hitting it out of the park. You're starting to have some doubts about your qualifications. Maybe you're not necessarily getting along with your boss or your coworkers or maybe the, the projects that they're giving you are not living up to what you thought the job would be. Whatever it may be for you, where you're just not feeling like everything is gelling and you're starting to really get in your head. And you're allowing that negative voice to tell you all of the bad reasons why things aren't going amazing. What is the little voice on the other shoulder saying? What is that optimistic, positive voice saying to you? Is it pointing out the things that you are doing right? Is it pointing out the fact that maybe you should align yourself with a mentor? Maybe you should find yourself a colleague that you can learn from. Maybe you should be open to some feedback. Maybe you should adapt a little bit to based on what they're they're asking you to do, trying to help you along. Maybe you need to be thinking about 
what could be instead of what's probably not going to be, okay? We can sabotage ourselves in a million little ways all day long. And I've talked about this before with the micro decisions that we make before our feet even hit the floor in the morning, okay? And all of those decisions that we make are affected by those voices and what we are listening to. And the more we can pay attention to which voice we're listening to and how loud it is in our voice, the better we can make informed decisions by using the positive. Now, I understand that it snowballs, right? You can have a day, a week, a month, a year where it just seems like you cannot get out of your own way and you're constantly listening to the negative voice. Sometimes things are going badly and it just piles on and on and on. And I would argue that part of the reason it's getting worse and worse and worse is because the, the snowball effect with you having a bad situation or a bad experience and then allowing that to infect every decision that you make after that. And you just keep listening to that negative voice and it just grows and grows because you're shut down to new ideas, you're shut down to input, and you're shut down to the possibility of all of the things that you can do. And if you just decide to stop, take a day and just make a list. We know how much I love my lists. Make a pro and con list and list out the things that are going badly. Take a look at them and, and be brutal. I mean, if you have to make a two-page list of all of the things that you feel at this moment are going completely horrendous for you, maybe it's a crazy long list, right? Write it all down and then go back with a red pen and next to that list, make another list of all of the ways that you can change those things. Make a list of the different ways that you can think about whatever that is. There's folks that tell you that in the morning you should wake up and, and think about three positive things about yourself, three things you're thankful for, three things that inspire you. I love those things because I think that it helps us start the day thinking about the positive, right? And I think that a lot of times Whatever's going on in our life, we always gravitate towards the negative, what we need to change, what we need to fix, instead of focusing on what's going well. When you're looking at your list of all of the things that are going wrong, let's say you hate your job. Okay, that's the first on the list. You think that no one there likes you, no one respects you. You're not making the money you'd like to be making. You're not doing the type of work that you were interested in. You hate your commute. What else? You hate your office. You're stuck in a cubicle. Your boss is a grouch. You hate your wardrobe. I mean, we could go on and on with all of the negative things. And, and don't get me wrong here. I mean, I, we've all felt these things at one time or another. Sometimes all in conjunction. Sometimes here and there. Sometimes work is just pretty sucky right? But you can make changes to pretty much anything you set your mind to if you want to. And if you dedicate that positive voice to finding ways to improve your situation. Now, I'm not telling you that I can fix your life in 24 hours, and neither can you really. But by making little changes and pay attention to the positive things that you can affect change with, Slowly but surely, things are going to change. 
Some things may set you back, some things may move you forward, but at least you're doing something as opposed to just every day getting up and making this list of all of the things that are horrible, right? All right, you hate your job. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to stay there forever? You could. You could go there in your head and think, well, no one else will hire me. I could never make the money I'm making, so I have to stay at this place. My commute's pretty easy, and I have to have this job. The health benefits are good. Whatever reason you're sticking with this position that you absolutely hate, that's all those negative voices telling you that there's no reason for you to change. Why not listen to the positive voice and start looking for another job? You don't have to quit your job tomorrow. Most people are more successful finding jobs when they have jobs because there's no pressure. And even if you hate your job, there's not that pressure. You want to get out of your job, but you can be looking, you can be selective, you can find the right fit. So why not start looking for a job? Why not change the pattern here instead of being negative and thinking that your job is awful? Start looking around, see what's out there. And watch yourself. Because as you ask yourself these questions about what I could do to change these things, pay attention to how the two voices start fighting. Because your positive voice is going to say, you could start looking for a new job. And then your negative voice is going to start giving you all the reasons why that's not a good idea. And it's very easy for the negative voices to drown out the one good idea because there's usually at least 10 different bad reasons or 10 different reasons why it's not going to be easy, not going to be good, and not going to be what you should be doing. So it's always easier to listen to the negative because we don't have to do anything. You can listen to the negative a lot of times and it's the easy way. It's the path of least resistance. Oftentimes doing The positive thing, the thing that makes a difference is the harder decision of the two. It's going to take more work. It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more thinking outside the box. But again, just like the negative, if you embrace the positive, it begins to snowball because you start seeing the possibilities wherever you go. You start hearing opportunity. You start listening to input that you're getting. What is it they say about the light at the end of the tunnel, right? It gets bigger and bigger the closer you get. And there's just more and more ways for you to grow those positive responses as you listen to them, just like the negative. But you have to make the choice to go with the positive. This isn't something that you can completely overhaul today, okay? This is a behavior thing. This is something that takes time and takes effort. Most of us really struggle with this every day. But again, being aware of which voices we're listening to and how loud they are screaming to us and how that is affecting our behavior really empowers you to make a difference in your career and your life because you're choosing to listen to the negative voices. I tried to think of a scenario where I could say that you have to listen to the negative voices and I could not come up with any. Even in my own life, thinking about some of the things that I I often listen to the negative voice, the more I think about it and if I'm being truly honest with myself, and that's the point, right? 
You have to be honest with yourself. No one else can tell you this. No one else can make the decision for you because it's all what's going on in your head. And if you are being truly honest with yourself, look at some of the decisions that you've made that make you unhappy. Did you listen to the negative or did you listen to the positive? Were you open to input and feedback and ideas and thinking outside the box? Were you open to the possibilities of what could be? Or did you just go with what was easy or what was the least possible probability of failure? Okay, none of us want to fail. None of us want to screw up. None of us want to have to do things over again or do things differently or make adjustments. But if we're really paying attention to the positive voice and all of the things that could be, it really does make a difference. Think about the different decisions that you've made in your life. Think about the big decisions. Those are the the easiest thing because you remember them, right? Think about those and think about what was going on in your head when you make those decisions. Try making that list. Maybe do it every day for a week. Get yourself a journal. Sit down 15 minutes. Make a list of all of the things you think are going wrong and take a look at each one. And try to see the positive in the situation. Try to see what you're learning from whatever it is that's going on. Try to see how a positive approach can make a difference here. Try to see how if you were not thinking about all of the ways those things are not going to get fixed or they're not going to change or they're not going to work. If you gave it some possibility. Write it all down and take a look at it at the end of the week and see if it doesn't get a little bit easier each day to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Our career is a really long time and just going through it day after day after day, seeing all of the negative and all of the bad things and not focusing on the positive and what could be. Think how much longer your career is going to feel if you're constantly weighed down by all of the negative voices in your head telling you about all of the things that you're doing wrong and all of the things that you'll never do better and all of the jobs that you'll never get. And think about how much different it could be if you think about the possibilities. That might not be the best job for me. Maybe I didn't get that job because The next job is going to be my dream job. Maybe that job was not for me because that company ends up closing in six months and they did you a favor. Think about all of the positive things that could come out of not getting the job that you thought you wanted or not getting the promotion that you felt you deserved. There are obviously going to be some things along the way where it just stunk right? It was just one of those things where you got screwed or passed over or robbed, whatever you want to call it. There are just going to be some things that don't shake out your way. But I know in my own career, oftentimes when something didn't go the way I had hoped, it wasn't too long before something good happened. And I don't know if it's because that was meant to be whatever it is you want to think about it and how the universe works or if it just was that I was open to the possibility that there was still other good things out there 
a lot of it is how we think about things and how we approach them. And the more positive and open for possibilities we can be, the more possibilities we have. All right. So I hope you have an amazing week. Hey there. If you're ready to take control of your career, I want to invite you to join my Building Your Best Career program. You're going to learn step-by-step how to assess your career, define your goals, and create a personalized plan for how you will achieve your best career. So head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and sign up. I can't wait to see you there. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.